Hello out there, horror fans. Welcome back to Selling the Scream. I'm Jed Donaldson, your host. Uh, with me today is Charlie Brown. Uh, I mean, Josh Yoakum. I, I know we've been doing the thing for the past couple weeks. I downgraded him just a bit. It's, you know, I need to write new material. Sorry. So, yeah, Josh, how you doing? Yeah, yeah I, am, I am doing okay. I, uh, I was... I, you know, a, a long time avatar for me on Facebook. So I don't, I don't, I don't hate the Charlie Brown comparison. I, I, I definitely. Do you, do you mind that I drop the fuckable part? <laughs> now you're just boring ass regular Charlie Brown. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, you know, grief in a word is good. So good, <laughs> good grief. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. How are you doing? You know, things for things. It's we're still in the middle of this pandemic to put a little bit of a, a date on these recordings for people listening in the future so it's uh it's not as nightmarish a hellscape as maybe some of these movies that we're watching but uh i don't know we're <laughs> i feel like we could get there pretty easily yeah um i th- there's definitely ones that are kind of a little bit more on theme that we haven't really touched on yet i don't i don't know if i want to um yeah maybe maybe save those for when we come out of this on the other side and see yeah. some sunlight right <laughs> um but yeah i uh i've been doing all right i uh you know i think we kind of talk about the the media we consume a lot here i've actually you know i, I haven't gone into before why i moved out to portland and i moved out here to you know be closer to my six-year-old son and been having having a good time with him as you know it's, it's uh what kind of horror movies you showing him uh the the disney robin hood which has an execution and a noose in it i realized as i started showing it to him um <laughs> so i got to explain that that was a, that was a real good time um but yeah he's uh he is a lot like me at that age where he is a scaredy pants uh little guy actually uh he occasionally sees what I'm looking at at social on social media and uh, gives me a a look that just you know I think like maybe you did right when we first started this podcast. Why do you enjoy this? So. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so weird because I have I have I I have two kids. Uh, one is the same age as your youngest. The other one's 13. So he's he's a whole different story. But and the third the six year old completely consumed with minecraft right now um that seems to be the only thing he cares about in the world minecraft videos playing minecraft whatever you know anything that's got uh that blocky aesthetic is his bag baby but um (laughs) like i don't think he would be i like interested in just even watching movies period let alone scary (laughs) movies like i can remember when i was young like i know it's like, Daddy, that's, that's like 120 TikToks. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's too much time. But yeah, like I can remember when I was young, you know, it, maybe not exact years, but I know at least before I was 10, I was watching. Well, I shouldn't say I, not like I was watching horror movies, but like I was aware of like stuff like Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Child's Play, that sort of thing. Or, or movies that just had like kind of horrific parts in them, like Pee Wee's Big Adventure with large margin and, and things like that. Yeah. And it's so strange because I don't think I could show even my oldest kid that stuff now without him completely flipping out. But back then, like I didn't like that stuff. I was scared, like maybe I'd run to the other room or anything, but it didn't stop me from watching anything 
in everything that came on TV. Like, yeah, and I, I think we we've talked about it before, but I think it, you know, you mentioned like Pee Wee's Big Adventure. It's like it, it it wasn't even that you were like seeking it out, or it was like around, and it was like sort of illicit. It was in things that were like directly aimed at kids. Right. Yeah. That like was a thing that you thought in your head, like, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm so on board for this. Oh wait, what? <laughs> or, or even like that parents back then, and I, not I'm not condemning them or anything, but like they just didn't seem to give a fuck. <laughs> I remember at like a eight or nine years old, they were playing at a Halloween party, Pet Cemetery, which wildly yeah. inappropriate for that age group. <laughs> I mean, appropriate for the, you know, time of year, Halloween, but for yeah. eight and nine-year-olds at a, at a functionally a kid's Halloween party? Ah, I'm not so sure about that one. <laughs> yeah, that's, especially because that's one that uh, I think has one or two scenes in it that people frequently cite as, like, some of the most scarring from their childhood. So. Right, yeah. Like, but, but, but that, like, not, like I said, not that I'm seeking that stuff out, but yeah, it was just around. sort of stuff that was around. Yeah, in the ether. Um, but yeah, we, we, we grapple with that stuff here. We grapple with my, my love of horror movies and your, you know, the curated discovery of horror movies through, through, uh, through my guidance. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, this is selling the scream. Uh, what we do here is discuss horror films, uh, specifically stuff that like Josh was saying, uh, things that he picked out. He's a self-proclaimed horror expert. He thinks he knows it all. He thinks he's real good at it. He loves this stuff. <laughs> He's put together a list uh, of stuff that he thinks that I'm going to like, uh, since I'm pretty much an absolute neophyte, though less so now than I was when we started, yeah. when it comes to horror movies. Uh, he's attempting to convert me into You're a fan a... of the genre, and, and thus far, he's doing an admirable job. I'm still not looking for this stuff on my own, but every about it, about 80% of what we've watched I have thought was worth watching. I had fun with it, so, you know, that's a plus. Yeah, no, I'm 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 glad you're enjoying it. That's uh, the the intention of the of the podcast is not to try to show you things that, well, I will say the intention of most of the shows so far has not been to show you things that I think will anger you. Or I <laughs> I imagine at some point you're gonna try to push a little bit. Yeah, we'll we'll get we'll we'll, we'll see. Um, uh, today we're, we're talking about yeah. 2015's We Are Still Here. It's a uh, pretty much as straightforward of a ghost story as you can get, right? Yeah, just uh, just one thing and nothing else. And uh, yeah, this is uh, it, it's very sad to end our uh, our summer in the Cramptons. Our uh, yeah, our our, our last part- romp with the Cramp. Yeah, <laughs> I'm calling her that now. By the way, I, so okay, no. I'll, uh, I'll 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 pass it along to to my my friend on Twitter. Not not really my friend. I may Somebody have, who's like have a catchphrase a for you things. later on too. So. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah this is uh this is 2015's we are still here this is a a film made by uh ted gagan who's uh is that another kind of that is how you pronounce his name that's uh um it's it's a uh, it, it's one of those fun irish names that uh <laughs> we got a lot of letters to not say a whole lot with yes yeah um but uh, this is his big ode to uh, Lucio Fulci. This is uh, like a, a love letter, like to especially the um, the 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 trilogy that he put out, the the Beyond, the the 
House by the Cemetery, especially like um, House by the Cemetery. That's like his like Gates of Hell trilogy, where okay. it's um, I I think here it comes off a lot more Lovecraftian, and the in in Fulci it comes off not quite Lovecraft mythos. It's it's kind of a little bit more Christian, but there's like kind of weird occult undertones to it as well, where there's kind of just a lot of there's kind of like a human danger element there's living dead and there's something kind of more cosmic or extra dimensional kind of on top of that in the background operating. Um, so, uh, like I said, this is specifically kind of his ode to house by the cemetery. And there's like a lot of things in here, like the, um, you know, the, 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 the scene with the repairman is kind of like an homage to that. The, um, just the pacing of it and, and, like a, we haven't done any Fulci yet, but one of the, like Fulci's big uh, things is like really gory, kind of convoluted set pieces, and I I, I think we get a couple of those here. <laughs> um, too, I would say, yeah. <laughs> um, specifically, I know he's said like some of the touches that he's put in it. Um, well, first of all, it's just like setting it in the '70s. This is a, a movie that's set in 1979. That was maybe that was, that was a question that I had. Um, I was like, what? I was just because early on it looked like it could have just been all they have like an old fashioned sort of house that they moved into because most of the clothing and stuff on the main characters looked relatively uh, modern. Um, Yeah. I mean, the characters that come in (laughs) and then, you know, some as, as we got a little further into it, you started seeing little pieces like, um, like the stereo and, and like some of the stuff in the town and, and things like that. Yeah. And it's sort of made me go, what's this set? <laughs> it's they, they kind of flat out say it, but it's not until a little bit into the movie. Like they, they talk about this, this curse that's in town, like being every 30 years. And they said like the last time was 49. Okay. So they, they, they do touch on it. Um, the one thing I do want to like touch on, that's a, uh, a, a, a huge, Italian genre film touchstone is that every Italian movie back in the day, like used to have um, J and B uh, scotch as like, that was just the alcohol that everybody drank. Okay. <laughs> and it was, it okay. was flowing. Cause that, so he, that was like pretty blatant product placement. <laughs> you say well, they, that. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about it until you said it, but now that you said, it, I was like, man, that, yeah, that bottle was prominently placed in a lot of scenes. <laughs> Well, they, the, I guess the company that makes it is like, oh, we don't want to be associated with that anymore. So they just, they flipped the, the letters around and made it a whiskey instead of a scotch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so Ted Gagan is, uh, he has a couple other credits. I haven't seen Mohawk, his uh, other like major, um, he's done like a bunch of shorts, but it's like his other feature length. Mm-hmm. Um, that he wrote and directed, uh, like with this one, he did write one or did got, has at least a story by credit that just came out last year called satanic panic. That's another, um, really fun one. That's got, um, Rebecca Romaine in it. Okay. Uh, and that's kind of, that's another sort of period one where it's this, like, uh, has to do with like the eighties. So they said in the eighties basically. Yeah. So, um, he trained under Carol O'Connor when he went to school. Who's, uh, I don't know if you recognize the name. It's uh, that's Archie Bunker. Oh, <laughs> or, yeah. Uh, from... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the name was familiar, but until you said Archie Bunker, I was like, 
I I don't know that I would have put that together. But I mean, I recognize the name. Yeah, um, does he's done like a lot of promotion stuff too. But just somebody who's like active in indie horror right now, and you know, kind of as as we talk about this um, this movie, some of the names that we're going to talk about are you know, uh, it, it's it's a very much a, a tight knit community, and and a lot of people who are acting in this film or doing production work or whatever are, are other creators. So he's kind of part of that that whole network. But um, yeah, that's. That's kind of the, the the background on it. Low budget, shot in, in upstate New York. Um, this uh, I, very um, I, I mentioned Lovecraft before, and I, last week I said it was like a Lovecraft home invasion movie, also a ghost movie. So um, yeah, uh, I I mean you say Lovecraft, and like they say things that are you know evocative of Lovecraft, but you don't really see it on the screen i don't think yeah and that's it's a big thing with um so some of the like um the cosmic horror stuff that lovecraft did touched like dealt directly kind of with like the great old ones but a lot of his work is kind of more like cultists who are dealing with them and then the the protagonists don't really touch on the whole thing there's just something bigger in play Right. Um, so that, that idea kind of comes through here too. So, okay. Right. Um, I guess dealing with the, the big evil force that's at the center of this thing would kind of be a much larger film than, than this than, small little <laughs> slice that we got, which was, yeah. and now, I mean, you're saying is it basically was, you know, there's bad stuff in this house, but there's bad stuff out of the house too. The cult, the town, that's basically a cult around it. And this family's caught in between the two. Yeah, yeah. So, um, just kind of a a basic summary of the story. We have a uh, a grieving family who's moving from. Um, I think it's presented as New York City because this was filmed in upstate New York. Okay. Um, they uh, we have Paul and Annie, um, and this is uh, Barbara Crampton and uh, <laughs> and uh, Andrew Sensenig, who's uh, um another just like journeyman actors got like an imdb credits page just like a, I feel a million like I've miles seen that stuff before but yeah the there's it, it's uh i'm, I'm trying to remember job. what i'd seen him from yeah i think i think he's really good in this actually I, yeah. I think most of the of the core cast and even um a lot of the the extras and a lot of the like the real small parts are just people they found in this town from like community theater i okay. think they do a a really good job i don't think there's like a a real dog performance in there. I don't think there's like stuff you could point to like, Oh, that's, that's awful. <laughs> like, um, yeah. yeah well, I mean, varying degrees of quality. Yeah. I don't think there's anything awful. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think definitely, you know, pretty good for what you, for filling out the cast kind of yeah. in a, in a local, very small town. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a grieving family. They've recently lost their, uh, their like college age or just po- post college age, um, son, died suddenly in an auto accident. Um, they move out of the city because especially the, the mom is dealing with a lot of grief. Um, right. And she starts to see signs around their new house that maybe the spirit of their son is still there. There's some force in their house. Um, uh, yeah, she sees this and she just attributes like she she believes that it might be. Yeah, so just like uh, you know, we can kind of go into some more detail and other stuff later. But like, for example, like a um, a, a framed picture falls, and the um, the 
it kind of cracks all around like his face and it's a, a picture that she knew he didn't like. Um, so just like things like that. Um, she finds his baseball downstairs and a, then an actual baseball comes down the stairs after her or baseball yeah. glove, I should say. In yeah. The basement. And there's a, there's a couple other things like the, um, the, the, the basement is, is very hot. There's a, like a, a furnace down there that is producing a smoke smell and it's just, it's super hot and they think it's about to go out. Um, yeah. so there's like some issues around that, um, that leads to, again, like the, the, a big super Fulci homage scene where they, they get out like a repairman. The repairman has like an encounter with something in the basement. You kind of see there's these burnt figures down there. Yeah, that was, like, very fast. Like, there's not a whole lot of time spent building up. You kind of, you know, there's, over, like, the opening credits, there's really, like, some, that's sort of your foreplay, where there's the little the little stuff, like, the the picture getting knocked down and hearing some sounds and stuff. But then they kind of get yeah. into the actual stuff pretty quickly. I had, like, this, so this repairman's attacked and taken away to the hospital like was he comatose did he just not say anything about what happened to him in the basement um yeah that's 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 maybe one of the things in this movie that kind of like makes me scratch my head a little bit but i I can kind of write that off a little bit as like maybe he doesn't believe what he saw or like he's you know even if he he, he, makes it sound crazy yeah that you know maybe like oh i was down here in this heat maybe i saw things yeah um I, I, maybe them developing that a little bit more would have been nice, but I guess that was a scene that they like kind of tacked on at the end that okay. kind of extended out the runtime a little bit. Um, I didn't like that scene added a whole heck of a lot. It felt kind of uh, like fluff to me. Yeah, I think it's I, I think it's well executed fluff, but it's not. It doesn't sure. add a ton to the story. It it didn't feel like it was attached to much of anything. Yeah, um, but they. After all these incidents, and they they meet a uh, a neighbor who comes over and have they have a real weird encounter with him and his wife, where they invite <laughs> him in. Um, this guy was a trip. <laughs> Dave McCain comes in. Yeah, he comes in, drinks their whiskey, tells them a spooky ass story about the family that lived in this house before, and then bustles his wife out the door, and he's like, "Oh, you know, this house needs some new blood." And he's like, "Well, I like to think it's uh, whatever the." last name is Sachetti, yeah Sachetti house is like uh eh, not nah, still dagmar's house <laughs> that's okay guy yeah they, he tells him a story that you like later find out is you know only up is 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 mostly fabricated about the original family that lived there and it, it being a uh, mortuary um the 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 father was yeah the, the dagmar off. family was there and the cover story it was that they were selling bodies and they were ran out of town. But it seems like something a little more sinister happened to this family than just getting run out of town. Yeah, and there's the 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 wife is has seems cowed by her husband and cat. Yeah. She's uh like passes a message along to them as well that says like this house needs a family get out. Um, which is which a, a really confusing message. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's that's one of those things where it's the if if she had written a message that was like, oh, by the way, there's like uh, you know a demo- like some sort of otherworldly energy and like <laughs> the, the original family that died here is still here and they're safekeeping it and they 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 haven't killed you yet but they're probably gonna kill you soon. <laughs> Just I get that that sh- might be a long note to sh- call sh- somebody sh- as you're walking paper. up. <laughs> 
hand them a diary. That didn't have two conflicting messages in it. <laughs> you're in danger. Leave would have been better than this house needs a family. So glad you're here is what that seems to say. And then immediately followed by get out, which is complete opposite of what the first part of the sentence says. And they just maybe they just read it like it was like you know Elaine from Seinfeld like get out. <laughs> uh, but um they they the Annie and Paul uh well Annie in particular uh reaches out to a friend of hers and her husband who have like some experience with the occult and invite them their son and his girlfriend up to kind of take a look at their house and see like what might be going on there. They know uh, Paul's not really on board yet. He doesn't really think there's anything like supernatural. Right. Um, He's not much of a believer. He's pretty much a skeptic. Yeah. And I think he even identifies himself that way at some point. It's like, yes. you know, it's when, when, when the uh, Jacob and May, who are the, the hippie friends, which, hey, another another returning champion. We yeah, have, uh, I, I saw him come in. I was like, I recognize this guy. <laughs> we have Larry Fassenden playing Jacob, who was in our in our last film, You're Next, as well. A little bit a little bit meatier of a role in this one, I think. Yeah. Um, I and, enjoyed the role. Yeah, yeah, and um, he's he's kind of the uh, the burnout husband of uh, of May, who is um, who's played by Lisa Marie, who um, was. Really kind of, it was a model in the 90s, was married to, to Tim Burton, kind of had the unfortunate um, designation of being his muse, like, which right. I, I think that's kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, you mean like a, a creative woman who didn't get credit? <laughs> like, um, <laughs> but like, kind of like during his like artistic heyday, um, and uh, also she's been in a couple other things. She was in Mars Attacks. She was like the... They're like their female alien that they <laughs> like oh, that sent down to trick people. Yeah, that's Lisa Marie. Okay. <laughs> um, but they 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 invite them up. They're gonna um conduct a séance, but first they go out and and hit the one restaurant in town. Have like a real buffalo dinner there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Some, some um, real friendly town folks down here too. <laughs> yeah, like a, a lot of a lot of suspicion, and then like the room goes silent when they go in. And um, while this is happening, the, the the their son and his girlfriend come up, find that the parents are out, kind of make themselves at home, start kind of fooling around a little bit, have like a little bit of a drink. Um, and then again, straightforward ghosts. <laughs> They're not beating around the bush. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is uh, we we get some 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 high quality um scares here right away where they they hear a noise in the basement and the the son I, I think um what was his name I think it was Henry um he goes down to investigate thinking it's like a raccoon or something and and Danielle's girlfriend is like oh you you would just find the creepiest place here to be fair then, that's a creepy ass basement. <laughs> <laughs> they did. I think the set design in this movie is really good. I, I I I like this house. I actually saw like some of the before pictures, and it was like a. They basically just bought this abandoned house that you know wasn't a, a 70s house. It was a three-family unit, and they just kind of put up fake wood paneling, put up like kind of just made it functional. Yeah. Um, and I, I think they do a pretty good job with it. But I yeah, they this job then yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah. He gets killed off, and she, you know, she breaks horror movie tradition. She leaves the house. 
She uh she gets down the yeah, street. She, and she even does the away. whole thing where she gets uh, fumbles the car keys, drops it, falls <laughs> on her ass, and has a hard time starting the car. And then, but she gets away scot free. Yeah. Um, and sort so of. You, yeah. Until she <laughs> checks the mirror and she gets a she gets a a burning arm through through her. Um, and the car just idly like veers to the side of the road, which I, I, I like. I, I, I very like much to follow up to this scene. Um where you just, they go back to the house and show that the ghosts are just cleaning up their mess. So it yeah. kids were there at all. Yeah, like the, they, they'd grabbed like a drink and turned on the radio and had left the basement door open and all those things get get corrected. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, then you know, the both, uh, both couples have an experience that night, including um, Paul having one that kind of finally makes him a believer. He, he sees a vision of this, this family, um, including like in his bed. And now, um, I want to talk a, a little bit about this too, because um, is Pauline, you said Paula, what's well, Paul, the Paul's thing? the husband, Annie, Annie, is, Annie, is, Annie. Yes. All right. I'm completely whipping on this. Sorry guys. <laughs> um, like she has been on board with the whole, this, it's Bobby the whole time. Yeah. And you can look and say, you know, we were talking about the picture and then the baseball glove and the baseball. Um, in this part, she says she heard Bobby and he, and Paul says that he heard Bobby, too. But I never heard their son speak at all at any of the times that they said he was um, oh, you, you, you allegedly you vocalizing. You need, you need to turn your sound up then. <laughs> <laughs> um he I, I i think it's real faint it's not um okay. i think the clear the clearest is the one at the end um, i you... i heard i heard a voice but i couldn't under make anything like what was being said or anything like that yeah it's um this is one of the advantages of uh my my old man movie watching style of uh only watching with subtitles and closed captions on <laughs> I get out my readers and <laughs> yeah. Maybe um, I should listen with headphones. That's that's something I could do. Yeah, it's 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 there, but it's it's a pretty faint, it's a pretty faint voice that that you can hear. But um, they already had had like they they kind of made it seem at first like they were going to do um a séance when they got back, and they even kind of got like dressed for it. I really enjoy this scene <laughs> quite a bit where like <laughs> where uh Jacob Larry Fassenden's just like. In his underwear and a robe, barely tied, just getting ready just, to smoke some weed. <laughs> cleaning out his pipe, like... like uh, I didn't realize we were getting feel at home. <laughs> I, I also really, like, again, I'm, like, I'm not the biggest, like, fashion person, but uh, the, the kimono that, that um, Lisa Marie's May is wearing yeah. when she comes out to you is a real cool, like, oh, that's, yeah, that's the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the... These two really, uh, really kind of hammered home that it was a, a different era than the modern era for for me. Yeah, um, but yeah, they 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 kind of decide against it. They're like, okay, we're we're gonna we're gonna do it at some point tomorrow because um, May kind of already felt something when when her son died. Um, yeah, she had like an episode at the restaurant. And she feels like she's just surrounded by dark energy. Yeah, she and said, we don't need to do a seance. You can feel it. It's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. She's having, like, headaches. And even in the morning, she's like, I, I need air. So we get a we get a split up 
um, mm. where the, the, the women go to town, have like another, uh, kind of threatening encounter with, um, with Dave, the, 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 the townsperson. The old, the Lord old man. <laughs> yeah. And we've already seen them too. At, at this point, the, oh. um, they went to the restaurant. They, yeah. I want to say we, 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 we skipped over that scene. It's kind of a big one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you find out that, uh. Well, so, you know, they, they they send the new waitress to the door. It's not who he's expecting. So I think she gets her head blown off. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Early it's shot. After, after hours, they're not they're closed up. They're not expecting to show. There's a knock at the door. The bar owner sends the new girl to go see who it is and tell them to fuck off because the ovens are off. And the next sound you hear is a gunshot. And then Dave <laughs> walks into the room. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> What's this now? And uh, this is this is kind of our, our exposition for what's what's been going on, like what what is happening in this house where there's uh, there's there's something there that needs a, a family um, every 30 years and or, or like a, a curse befalls the town. And yeah, at, at the end, yeah, at this point, I was still unclear as to whether or not there was a thing there or whether or not the Dagmar family was the thing. Yeah, and they they kind of spell it out a little bit more explicitly here. They're saying that they say that the Dagmars are there, and that like that normally, I guess this is a process. Once they get a family in there, it's, it kind of happens right away. Yeah. But that they didn't even realize that there were people there for two weeks, and nothing had happened, and that that kind of him going into the house. And if you, I've seen it a few times now. You can tell like when he goes in, he's kind of like with his wife that in that initial conversation. He's uh-huh. kind of addressing the Dagmars. He's like looking around and being like, "Oh, you've been here two weeks, huh?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's cool because there's a part very distinctly at the end where he directly addresses the ghost, like not like just speaking in the air. The ghost is right there in front of him, and he's basically dressing this dude down, saying, "You've had two fucking weeks. What are you doing?" <laughs> um, Which I thought was tremendous, but we'll we'll get there. I just yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're pulling up on my favorite scene, which I, I want to go into a little bit more detail later. Oh, but the, yeah, the, this the, is a good one. <laughs> the, the, the men who are left in, I, I, I love this bit where it's like, oh, go to town. It's not like as soon as you leave, we're going to have a seance. Yeah, and yeah. As, as, as soon as the women leave, just candles come out. It's like, hey, Jacob, what are you doing? Oh, we're having a seance. <laughs> yeah, that was that was well done. I, I chuckled at that. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it's, they, a, pretty, you it's know, a pretty obvious joke, but it's it was it was well well done. Yeah, and and, and I want to get into kind of the hows of this scene in a little bit more detail, kind of as we wrap up. But the um, basically Jacob starts conducting this, and and he gets possessed by by Dagmar. I, I love the slow roll on the possession where <laughs> you just he just starts speaking and saying things that are horrible terrible things just in a normal tone of voice just ending sentences with these awful uh you know your son's gonna burn in hell forever we're gonna strip the flesh from his face just in a tone of voice and doesn't even realize he's saying this stuff and and paul's looking at him like what the fuck did you just say yeah and even even like kind of more subtle he says the whole like uh with my son instead of your son Yeah. yeah Um, and it's like, no, you mean, you mean my son, right? And he's just he's like, like, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, he eventually that's, this turns into a full fledged possession where he's, uh, you know, starts, starts attacking and he's, he's, has enough wherewithal that he gets Paul to right. tie him up. Tie me up, tie me up, grab a rope or something, man. <laughs> um, 
and the women have had their encounter in town and, and they come back in and they find Jacob tied up with a sock in his mouth. Just uh, like growling and spitting and then... <laughs> then, he, then he swallows the sock, the bunched up socks in his mouth. Just... <laughs> you get that, that big lump in his throat and then he just... Oh. Um, and he, you get a little bit more exposition from the, the, the patriarch of the Dagmar clan as he's you know talking about like basically the story that they got fed is a lie and that that he and his family are are burning there until the stars go out and right uh, and really upset that they they brought his the their son and his harlot yeah. girlfriend into into his house yeah yeah and that's um he, is, he's is taking it on he, them yeah is this where he basically addresses uh paul and annie and says you should have known better than to come here yeah basically like you should have like known like like you you should not have gone as far as you've gone (laughs) right you you brought and then you brought your 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 son here uh but yeah they oh is that what he's referring to i believe that's what he's referring to is like you you brought him here Okay. Like their their grief because that's kind of that's that's you know spoiler that's the end of the movie yeah. but um the uh he ends up committing suicide <laughs> with with Jacob's body and just a a real neat oh, effect this, this was vicious <laughs> tosses this up was, the fuck yeah when when the ladies leave for town is basically when this movie kicks up into another gear yes yeah I think there's there's definitely I mean, it's not timid at first, but it, it, it this is where all the effects come out, and it's it, it is just nonstop until the end. Right. Uh, um, and this this first really kind of gnarly one is Jacob grabs a fire poker, kind of threatens him off with it, flips it around, and just drives it into his eye and like hits the ground with it. And it's yeah, just, I like, was that this took, <laughs> I was completely prepared for him to like attack his wife or or stab her or do something to like endanger the the fam the the people that were still there but i was not yeah. expecting to just turn it around and jam it into his face <laughs> yeah and then the um at the same time basically the townsfolk have decided that they're going to take matters into their own hands and they know that there's some sort of darkness under this house that they need to if the dagmars aren't going to kill them they're going to make it happen um yeah. and and like may opens up the door and just gets a dave shotgun blast to the head <laughs> This was is, uh... a really cool scene, and I know it's like, <laughs> I know that it's like a classic practical effect. Like this is a this is something that you see in horror movies, um, where you you have you have the back of the head and then it just explodes because they put like a dummy head there. But I this is still really cool when it's done right. <laughs> yeah, I would argue we we have an even grosser one coming up. So. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um. But yeah, the the so the 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 Sacchetti family is is now being assaulted from outside the house. The the ghosts of the Dagmars are now in, in full view and they're out to play. Um, and I this, I, this part I, two, I love when, the look. Yeah, when they when they're kind of barricading themselves in the house and they look out the window and see all the townsfolk just charging out of the trees towards <laughs> the house, really reminded me of like a like a Night of the Living Dead or a zombie movie sort of thing. Yeah, I was I, I was actually kind of thinking specifically and again because it's probably like my favorite video game ever of uh, of the first uh, village scene in, in Resident Evil Four. Like sure. especially if you if you go into the cabin and you barricade the door and just like that brings reinforcements and the the chainsaw right. guy like that's yes. 
that feeling of like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, this scene was like, this was the first time where I was like, oh shit, there's a lot more going on here than maybe was uh, apparent at first glance. <laughs> the, yeah. the whole town is come out to, to, I guess, kill these people. I'm not sure is. Does it matter how the people who live there die? Does do the ghosts have to do it? <laughs> I think some of the the fine details are are, are left um, are left to the imagination a little bit, but the um, yeah the um, so that the the Sachetis end up like uh, fleeing upstairs while the townsfolk like break into the ground floor because they they've got nowhere to go. There's the, the house is surrounded. Right. Um, like they 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 have a, a a grip of knives and that's about it. But they also uh, Annie drops a knife through a grate in the floor and alerts the whole town that they're upstairs. Yeah, it's, the, it's an old house and all the the ventilation and everything is just kind of open. So yeah. Um and and but this is where the uh, the the Dagmars take out their their revenge on the town. They're 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 burning until the stars go out and they're they're taking it out on these townsfolks. Right. And you get some. Before you, oh, <laughs> before before they before they know that the the um, Sachetis are upstairs, you have the the scene where they're searching the the ground floor looking for them, and the one guy's at the end of the hallway, and she's like, "Do you see anything?" And he turns around and shrugs, and immediately his whole chest and stomach explodes outwards, and blood sprays everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, "Nope, splat!" And you get like I, the. Yeah. I had to watch this this part that part twice. <laughs> because this, the effect was so startling, <laughs> and yeah. and so kind of like, just, uh, like, out there. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I think Am this I is um, this is kind of like another Lucio Fulci thing too, where I, I would say like it's um, he's always pretty gory, but it's like there's definitely like, there's a there's a. I wouldn't say a build. It's like you, 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 you see the other couple deaths in this movie and they're not, they're not, not gory, but they're like, they don't linger that long and they don't no. they're as like as, as explicit. Right. And then this scene hits and it's just, they, they turn the knob off and broke it. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I love it. It's, it's great. <laughs> I think this stuff is tremendous. Um, this, this, this death in particular, not so much the rest of the stuff that happens here, but this death in particular Reminded me very much of Peter Jackson and Dead, Dead, Dead Alive. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think actually my my favorite one is the one the guy on the stairs, right? The guy who gets assaulted by the little girl and she's like clawing at him and burning him and basically like pulling him into like the basement, which is right under the stairs. Just like kind of he he just kind of melts and burns and sprays blood until he's he's just part of the stairs now, man. Yeah. <laughs> And then someone else decides to go up after him for some stupid reason. And this well, was you, the this was a death that I never thought I'd see was someone just get eaten by stairs <laughs> and then expelled as a bloody mist in the basement. I, I, I'm gonna go ultra nerdy with one of the the deaths that's coming up and say uh, how much like every time I see it it just makes me think of my my days as a as a teenager playing net hack. Um, okay. <laughs> because somebody, somebody goes upstairs and tries to, uh, take out the Sachetis and they're not, they're, they don't see them cause they're looking out the window uh-huh. and this, the woman has a, has a sickle. Uh, Paul like gives Annie a warning. She's clutching a, like a fistful of five daggers. And I just, I, in my head, I saw like a gnome approaches wielding five daggers and, <laughs> and stabs is... all like five of them right into the throat. <laughs> yeah. And then, then get cramped lady. <laughs> 
that's my catchphrase. That's that's the catchphrase. That we're gonna we're gonna yeah, it's, that's gonna well, stick. I bet. May, I bet it's gonna stick. We'll, maybe I'll pass that one on to to good friend of the podcast Barbara <laughs> Crampton, who's who's liked three of our tweets. <laughs> yeah, good friend, lady. Um, yeah, but the uh, this is also where you get the kind of the the clearest uh, Bobby voice is after after uh, they've run upstairs. You hear Bobby say like "Mommy, leave!" Like "Mommy, get out!" And uh, okay. and she's like, "See, I, I told you, I heard Bobby. That was didn't you hear him?" And like, and Paul's response is one of my favorite lines. Just the uh, "Yeah, I heard him," and he told us to get the fuck out. <laughs> you see, I wish I had heard it because, like, I I was curious as, as to whether or not there was actually words there or if it was just a sound that sounded like their son, like it was indistinct and she was just taking it as hearing their son. And he was like, okay, sure. But yes, he's saying we got to go. <laughs> no, he literally says it. He, he, a really vague uh, sound, but I guess if he clearly says mommy leave, then <laughs> yeah. But then we get the, uh, the, the, you know, the confrontation you alluded to earlier between, uh, between this Dave McCabe and was uh, my favorite scene in the movie and, and Dagmar. <laughs> Um, who, yell, who yells at a ghost for not doing their job right? <laughs> I, I love it. I love this scene too. It's it's just he's like you know you have a job to do. Like what's the matter? The house wasn't good enough for you. You were willing to kill for it while you were alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just love he's like they've been here for two weeks. <laughs> what's taking you so long? <laughs> Are they special or something? <laughs> Turns out yeah maybe. <laughs> But yeah, he uh, he turns his back and you know is is you know kind of trying to make he tries to make the pitch to the Sachetis. He's like, hey, just just give up and you'll get to stay here with your son. Like you brought you brought him. So seems like a good deal. <laughs> I wonder how often this sales pitch works. <laughs> but then he gets uh, Dagmar comes up behind him and and gives him the old. Uh, the, the old head squeeze, the old burning head squeeze. Yeah, it just, like, boils all the liquid in his head and then crushes it <laughs> like a can. Real awesome gore effect. I love, I love this effect. Just the, like, the brain pops out at the end, like, just, ugh. <laughs> um, yeah, then, title drop. Yeah, we, we, we are still here. Well, we get the, we get our, our, our happy ending. We get the, the, the Dagmars aren't attacking the Sachetis and, Right, so I goes... watched this and 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 <laughs> in my in my head the whole time I was watching this scene was was just from the Sachetti's point of view, and it just the whole scene had a, a overtone of so we can stay, so <laughs> <laughs> cool that we we don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, hell of a mess to clean up. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I, I kind of get the impression that they're by staying they're kind of signing on to be like either they're with the dagmars or to be the new dagmars um there's also a really cool bit i don't think we i'd met i think when the guy gets sucked into the stairs when the um there's that hole in the in the basement where there's been like yeah. a lot of eerie stuff and they keep peeking into that's like a, a missing piece of the foundation that yeah. just starts spraying blood <laughs> like yeah no i said it just i said he gets sucked in the stairs and exhaled as a bloody mist in the basement <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. it's like the house just like <sighs> like triple H on the apron. <laughs> but um, yeah, you get the I, I, I like the scene the this end scene a lot where Annie 
basically goes to the basement. It kind of takes Paul a moment. He's like a shell shock. He kind of yeah, he's wandering the house like is is this over? Is that it? <laughs> yeah, and he he goes to follow Annie to the basement, and it's it's the the camera pointing up at him from the basement, and he just has like a real just sort of resigned look on his face that turns into just like a slightly happy look. And he's just like, Hey Bobby. <laughs> yeah. And, the, and the sun sink. Down there. Yeah. Then that's the end. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. I like the whole idea of, you know, the, the townsfolk being kind of the bad guys and the ghosts being, you know, doing terrible things, but maybe rightfully, like maybe like justifying their anger a little bit and kind of getting a chance to kind of take it out on the people who wronged them here in the end scene. Yeah. But then we have the whole standoff where, you know, the, the Dagmars and the Sachetis are, are face to face with one another. And it seems like they come to an understanding like the, the Dagmar, yeah. you know, the family kind of, you know, dad reaches down and grabs his little girl's hand and arm around the mom's shoulder and kind of like a, almost like a, yeah, we get it. Yeah, this whole, I, the whole ending kind of—I don't know—I don't know what to think about it. <laughs> I, I enjoy it quite a bit. I, I think part of it, and, and I, I touched on it real briefly, but I do kind of want to like provide a description just for anybody who hasn't seen it. Is the um, just the the combination of makeup and CGI effects they use to create the Dagmars mm-hmm. and these, and I, I I don't think I've seen ghosts like that. They're they're like charred black with like their like kind of streaks of like blood or embers with like the dead white eyes um yeah. real cool look I mean, I like they, even, yeah they look great yeah I, the, the, I, I think it's just uh it's it's pretty stellar especially with like kind of the budget they had that the the makeup here looks as good as it does um but yeah i i I, it, it, you know, I don't want to skip ahead to the end, but I'm, I'm glad it sounds like for the most part, you've kind of, you, you engage with one. It sounds, it sounds like you kind of enjoyed it. I kind of want to maybe touch on some of the scenes that were kind of standouts for you or like what. Sure. I, I, we can do that. I would like to have a little bit more of a discussion about the, uh, the end scene here. Okay. Um, so before, before you before move on. ask questions or whatever that you want to do here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. I had a little bit of an issue with, like I said, I, I liked the whole thing about the the, the ghosts uh, who were wrong getting a chance to have their revenge on kind of the, the people who wronged them. But are we supposed to like kind of feel like they're the good guys? Because they were just straight up murdering people who had nothing mm. to do with it prior to that. <laughs> I don't think you're ever supposed to feel like they're the good guys. I think you're supposed to feel like they are they were part of this whole, like, cause one of the things we haven't touched on yet is that the end credits are, it's all the newspaper. I like the clippings. Let's skip that. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying that it, it kind of goes through the history of, of, yes. of this town. So, you know, that they, they basically started like building this. They, they hit something there. They like, it seems like they came to some kind of deal because they're, there were terrible things happening in the town, and this this was right. they had they had to make a sacrifice to appease this great yeah. darkness that they uncovered. So I think I think the Dagmars are kind of presented as being like servants of this darkness, but they're also like servants of this darkness that have been like burning and in constant pain for like a hundred and like 
30 years See, or whatever. I, I, was, I was a little confused about this, too, because it seemed like my initial take on it was that, you know, they were the first people who were sacrificed to this thing, and their, you know, kind of rage and hate at that kind of allowed them to stick around in yeah. hopes of, like, uh, you know, getting revenge, but it, it sort of seemed like that was twisted into kind of doing the townsfolk's work for them over the course of the, the you know, 100 years or whatever it was that they've been doing yeah. this. Um, so I don't know if I got that they were, at very least they weren't willing servants of whatever the, the big bad was. Or, or maybe they, you know, they, maybe they were at first, <laughs> or maybe like it's, yeah. I, I, I kind of get the impression that this is sort of, um, and especially as they, they do start to kind of get into the history of it, you, you do find out like the last one, like they kind of, t- they touch on it in the movie too. Like, Oh, do you want another year? Like 49 where, the, in that particular iteration of this 30 year curse, like they didn't do things in a, in a timely manner. And I, I guess there was something sort of uh, topical in, in this movie. Cause it's the, what ended up happening was like a pandemic um, yeah. where people like just were getting sick and dying off. And it sounds like that might be kind of like one of the worst of it. And they like, yeah, they I, didn't appease them. Like I said, I like I like the newspaper clippings that kind of filled in uh, sort of some of the backstory that you don't get into. In the yeah. I, th- I think the conflict I'm having is, and I know it's, it maybe doesn't need to be cut and dried or black and white, um, but it seemed like, you know, right up until the point of the, that the townspeople were entering the house, the Dagmars were still very much pissed at the Sachetis and ready to kill them. I don't know what changed. And I don't. 10 minute sequence where I did they just get all the murder out of their system on the townies. I, I don't think they ever directly threaten the Dagmars. I think they they show up and they're sort of like scary, but they, they don't attack them. They attack the, uh, the, the other family that comes up. They attack May and, and Jacob and, and their kids. I think they kind of view them as I, you get the impression that they're uh, kind of conservative religious family that's that's there sure like, with their talk about like the harlots and all that stuff yeah um i, I, I mean it makes sense for the time period that they were around yeah and, and like i don't think paul is a is a bad guy but he's also shown as being like not super progressive like he's very like well, yeah, oh he was a, very a woman driver he was driving yeah that was <laughs> that was something that stuck out to me too yeah yeah, they, he kind of has like some some sort of old fashioned ideas. I don't. So, I, I so think, think they that the Sachetis kind of resonated with the Dagmars, and that the Dagmars maybe were kind of okay with them being here. That's kind of the impression I got. I think especially because they they brought Bobby with them. Okay. Even if inadvertently, so it's like they again. I don't know if if what you're supposed to take away from at the end is that the Sachetis are now with there with the Dagmars or if maybe I, like, I, that's the a, Dagmars are that's a hard choice to <laughs> to wrap my head around <laughs> if yeah. that's the way it, you know the kind of they didn't it's not expressly stated at the end like, yeah you don't and what I, happens I, after the credits roll so it seemed like maybe it was leaning, leaning that way I, I just I don't know I, I have a hard time seeing them staying but it kind of looked like maybe they were going to that's that's the that's the read I got on it. The read I got on it is that, is that they're especially, I, I think Paul is dealing with the death of, of Bobby 
better than Annie is, but I think they even kind of show him like well, the, the whole first part of the movie is just like still shots of it's basically like watching a bunch of slides. And yeah. then, you know, it's basically the two of them. They came here together, but they're basically separate all the time. And you see scenes of them drinking at different places and just kind of so neither one of them is OK. And he's just more visible in her in her grief and more vocal about it, yeah. um, which I, I think is, again, kind of like a, a, a gender thing where it's 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 OK for her to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not okay for him. So I, I, I think that they, I, that's, that's, that's my read on it is that they, is that they end up staying there because they're staying with their kid. It's this thing that kind of broke them and they have an opportunity right. to be there with him. So, so in 30 years, they just going to kill some more people. <laughs> I, I'm asking or, you cause you're yeah. the expert. Tell me, tell me what happens. Well, I mean, I, I think there's 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 some ambiguity to it. There's, you know, I think that if they don't, the implication is that whatever thing is under the house isn't going to be happy, <laughs> and and the the maybe the town suffers, maybe it keeps spreading until it's not right. just the town. We don't really kind of know the extent of how powerful this thing is. We know it can affect this town, but we don't know like yeah. if it's not sated. <laughs> Talking about it is helping me kind of wrap my head around um, the idea of these people kind of taking on the the role of a guardian of this terrible place. Yeah, yeah, and that's 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 my my read on it, and I think that's especially even too. I think with that with, seems very Lovecraft to me. Yeah, and with the title, I mean, that's kind of and and, and I think in Lovecraft, that's you, you don't get a lot of wins, and when you do get a win, this is what it's it looks like. Something like. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. I'm glad we. I'm glad we talked about it. I hope I didn't sound too stupid at the beginning, but I. I just needed to kind of get a chance no, to get my I, head into the right spot. I think. I think. I think at first I just. I didn't. I didn't know what you were kind of getting at, and I think I. I. I, I grokked it as we. As we talked it out a little bit. So. <laughs> I'm bad at. I'm bad at talking. I'm not talk good. It was just, hey. just great for a podcast host. Well, I'm bad at listening. So. Awesome. <laughs> we're, we're a perfect team. We're doing this thing. <laughs> Um, All right, so you you said you maybe had questions or things that you wanted to ask me about, uh, yeah. like kind of interview what style. So hit me. Well, I mean, I just you know, you just just, say what what did you like, what you didn't like. Well, I think um, some of the stuff that we've already kind of touched on a little bit, just because we mm-hmm. you know we we did kind of go through a little bit beat by beat, but the um, like. How did the, the the setup part work for you? I know, like the you know, we kind of talked about like, oh, this is when the movie kicks into high gear. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that that the groundwork was laid out pretty well? Like, you kind of, I, I, I was wondering if you had sort of noticed that at, at that start, especially pre credits, because it's kind of a cold yeah. open, um, that it's very like cold and distant, and a lot of shots from like of just landscape and far yes. away, and they're separate. And I I did notice that at one point. <laughs> I was wondering because they were showing just a lot of, like I said, it was very like, this is a slide of this thing, this is a slide of this thing. It wasn't a lot of, lot wasn't a lot of uh, kinetic energy or motion. It was just very much static picture, static, yeah. picture, static picture. Even when they were, they were driving places, it was just, you know, interior of the car, house, yeah. <laughs> interior of the car, random woods. It was very much like just looking at a slide slideshow um so I, I don't know a better way to say it but yeah i definitely did notice that there were a couple times where i was thinking okay are they showing me this because it become is going to be important later or or is this just uh setting a mood right now 
Yeah, I think I think that's what a lot of it is doing, and and I think they they lucked out that they have a, they had a really stark location to use, and it's sure. it's it's set in winter. There's a lot of snow on the ground. Um, there's not a lot. It's very rural, so there's you know there's nothing around them, um, other than just kind of these woods and you know back country roads. So um, I, I I like that stuff quite a bit. I think it it does a lot of kind of the heavy lifting and i think it there's a there's it's even early on i think when they when you actually kind of start to see how the, their their relationship dynamic works a little bit more mm-hmm. and just they're they're having conversations about what's going on in the house yeah um it gets much more intimate and close like it's a lot more close-ups and a lot um i would almost say that them being in this house was good for them like i feel like it did what they were trying to do like they were trying to get away from the city to kind of heal a little bit and i think from where they were in the beginning to you know up until the madness started happening at the end it felt like they were healing a little bit yeah well i mean i think there's um you know especially because annie is is thinking of it as being up until a certain point she's thinking of it as being bobby and she's kind of able to which she's right apparently yeah, but but she's able to kind of you know I, I think Paul is skeptical, but he's also seeing that his wife is kind of finding something to to hold on to, and like is it you know seems happier. Like you definitely get the the impression that they're they're still grieving from it, but I, I think they do a really good job of portraying a um like a strong relationship that's kind of built on years and you sense a lot of history that isn't spelled out there. Yeah. I, that, I thought the relationship was very strong. It felt realistic to me. There was a lot of um, back and forth in their conversations that, that felt uh, real to me. Like it felt like that could be a, an actual conversation that my wife and I would have. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think they do a really good job with it. And I think even in the kind of the supporting role, you also see how, how may and Jacob's relationship works too, where, and they seem like they had a strong relationship as well. <laughs> it's somewhat they're... lackadaisical about their son just disappearing, but <laughs> but even then, May was clearly concerned. Yeah, and and, and like everybody else, kind of kept brushing it off. May kind of knew something was up, but the um, you know, you you also see you sense that they have a different dynamic because you know uh, Jacob is just sort of this like happy-go-lucky guy who's you know who Paul's making fun of because he smokes weed all the time and. Uh, you know, I couldn't tell if he was really on board with the with the mystical stuff, or if he was just kind of playing along because he liked May and and didn't really care that strongly. Because I got the sense that he'd never done a séance before. Like it sort of seemed like. Yeah, I I kind of get the impression that he that he buys into it, and he he thinks it's real and he supports May, but he's also not. He's not the medium. He's not the one who's like right. She's conducting the one. this. Yeah, and that's um that's kind of another like um jolly inspired horror like Fulci thing too is just sort of like this idea of the acceptance of of psychics and people with like um extrasensory perception type abilities. That's that that plays a lot into 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 the the mood and the feel here where it's you know all, all of her her premonitions and stuff are pretty spot on she's like, yeah. <laughs> i wrote down here listen to the hippies people <laughs> they know what they're talking about 
Um, I, I think it's like one of the other questions, like we, we'd already kind of mentioned it, but I, I wanted to see if there was any other like bits that caught your attention, but sort of the, the, the period setting with it. Um, one thing that is kind of funny is that just because it was filmed in, you know, 2013 and 2014 and not filmed in the seventies that, uh, they filmed in a real restaurant. So to have people smoking as much as they did in the seventies, that's all CGI smoke. That's, oh, really? that restaurant. <laughs> that's a funny touch. <laughs> I, didn't, I noticed it, but it wasn't like, oh, that's oh, a blast from the past. You don't see that now. I, that, <laughs> that was something that, like, you know, seeing is like, okay, so when is this movie set? <laughs> yeah. And, and another I think, one of those little things that kind of led me to ask that question. <laughs> and I think, like, another um, – well, like, I was going to say another thing that, that marks it as it's, of its time instead of now was um, – other than just how it looks, which I think they do, they do a pretty good job with, is um, – just kind of the casual assumption that you just invite people in for drinks. Like, I don't, I I don't know. Like, I, I feel like you, like there's definitely parties, but it's not like, Oh, hi, a, hi neighbor. Like, do you want, do I you want to that enough in movies to think that maybe that's just a thing that adults do, but being 40 <laughs> years old and having never done that, I, I don't know. I don't know what to think. It's yeah, kind of like, fucking me up a little bit. Don't get me wrong. I've definitely gone and like drink over at friends houses or even like had like a, um, like a neighborhood event or something like a, we, yeah. when, when I lived in like a, in my, my neighborhood in California, they, they were big into um, like the neighborhood day out or whatever. So like, yeah, yeah, I would, I would go and have like a drink out with my neighbors then. But it's like, I, I just, it, it strikes me as being very much of the time of like, Oh, hi neighbor. I've never met. Come into my house and have alcohol with me. <laughs> right. It's like what you're just, what you're describing, uh, before is basically you know that's what you do with with friends or people that you're you know you are aware of or but like to just have strangers show up your door and go yeah come on in get some scotch (laughs) yeah that seems of a time and not this one (laughs) yeah um i i i I appreciate like that the the touch like that i think part of it's also just because they want to get their um their homage and they want to get their their b and j whiskey and to, to, to that Italian stuff. Um, oh, one thing I, I, I did have down here in my notes too, just I, I'll get into another interview your question in a second, but um, as a direct Lovecraft homage, and this was in from beyond too. Um, and from beyond uh, uh, Tillingus is wearing a Miskatonic university shirt. And, okay, uh, yeah. and, and this, they make mention of the Dagmars selling bodies to the university over in Essex County. Oh that's, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like, um, Miskatonic. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's, uh, what yeah. story is that? Is that, that's the one with Dagon and the fish people? Is that that basic area? Yeah. And he, but he's, he reuses that quite a bit. There's okay. like, there, there are a lot of scholars in his work that are scholars at Miskatonic. Okay. So. <laughs> is that like his local place? <laughs> he, he, I, it's, it's, fiction, it's fictional, but it's, he was based out of, out of New England and it was like a, like a Massachusetts. It's, Thing, so, so it's a it's a fictional New England location. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. So that that he kind of yeah you don't have geography all. good either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of schools out there. Yeah, you can't sure. keep track of them it all. It sounds New Englandy. <laughs> it could be real. Um. Yeah. The, the I I love like the woman driver touch because that's just that's something that you just like. Yeah. You wouldn't that was, think about at all these days. That like, was the first thing that made me go. When is this movie set? <laughs> Why is he so shocked? <laughs> it just made me think of the um I don't know if you ever watched the state, but the um there was a 
Tom Lennon had a character of the um the the old fashioned guy, and it would just be these like little vignettes of him saying something that's happening like now and how it's old fashioned, but it would be like to the most ridiculous degree. And it was right. like, well, you call me old fashioned, but women voters, welcome to planet Mars. Where's your spaceship? <laughs> 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 just such a like innocuous, like what? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I enjoy that quite a bit. I, I, something, um, I don't know. Um, I mean, I think there's definitely pivots in this movie where, like, the the pacing changes a lot. But I, what did you kind of just think of kind of, like, the underlying tone and just, like, how it uses, like, grief? Like, was that was that stuff, like, effective for you? Like, I will, I mean, to a point, but it almost feels like once the movie started ramping up, that yeah. that sort of was an afterthought. Um, that was very much, a, like, a first act sort of thing, I thought. I mean, there's still touches of it later on, but... Um, like really wallowing in that stuff was was a movie thing. Yeah, I and and I I don't want to say like wallowing, but I think it, it informs the whole movie. I think it's like um okay, yeah, wallowing is probably not the best choice of words, but that I mean that was where all the that's where it seemed like all the hardcore grief stuff was. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, that's, I, the, I, that's the search term. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, uh, I had something to say, and then it went away. <laughs> Save me, Josh. But uh, well, just the, I, I don't know if, if you want to come back later to like any like the tone messaging stuff. But I I, I find the stuff I find it really effective here. I think it's um it, it it has a very consistent feel to it, even even though there are different techniques at play. It all it all feels like of a piece. And I you know I I love From Beyond, but like From Beyond kind of felt a little disjointed at times. Like there's there's definitely bits that are like campier and bits that are scarier and i think this is sort of like the funny bits feel of of a piece with <laughs> the, right the parts that aren't like um but uh i i did like that the you know the ghosts i like that the ghosts were smarter than the people <laughs> like they were really using that um well see now now that i'm saying this early on do you think it was Bobby, like, making the noises, like, sending messages to her, to his mother? Like, did he break the, the picture? Did he hide the baseball glove in, in the basement and throw the ball down after her? I think it was a, a mix of things. Like, I, I definitely could see both those things being Bobby, but I think there was, like, there were also bits where, um, especially, like, you, you, you kind of see, like, the Dagmars and, like, reflections looking in at them, like, after yes. something happens, or, like, doors slam, or... Um, right, but I I kind of think they were around because my my point situations. was my point was something that yeah. May says is that they she said something's here that wants you to think it's Bobby. So I thought that that was really clever that you know the ghosts were yeah. smart enough to kind of use the the family's grief against them. Um, and, and, and like and, in, in the seance scene, you know they were you know give us a sign and they were smart enough to you know to kind of make that thump to to oh they just kind of sucker them in that much more yeah <laughs> i i i do think that the um that bobby they they maybe his presence isn't as strong and they might be kind of like echoing some of his sentiment out there cuz i think once you kind of know what's going on in the movie and once you yeah. kind of realize that the the dagmars aren't really after the sachetis that 
you saying that really kind of put it in a new light for me because yes outside of the dad having that real nasty dream it didn't seem like they they weren't attacked like i mean clearly they had two fucking weeks <laughs> yeah yeah they it, it's the other people who are coming in it's the repairman it's the other family it's it's right. those are the people who are getting like assaulted or killed um uh so like i I know we we'd I'd mentioned that there was like a couple scenes that maybe I wanted to talk through a little bit more. Um, I I think the seance scene, like to me, that's that's the best part of the movie. That's I, I, I if you if you <laughs> hadn't said that just now, I was going to say let's go back to the seance scene and talk about it because I think that that was probably my favorite scene in this movie and maybe one of my favorite scenes in recent memory. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I know it's, the movie's not like this year, but like. Of things that I've seen, I really like the way this thing played out. Yeah, like you had called attention that it's like a very a very gradual process, and I I, I think like Larry Fassenden in this this bit like tremendous is is phenomenal, and he's a you know he's a he's a unique looking guy, so when he kind yeah. of leans into the like the demonic energy, he's able to kind of really sell that with his expressions Absolutely. and like. And just he goes for it. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, I really it's like, awesome like the part that really stuck out was the part that you were just talking about where I would where I said earlier, the kind of slipping into the possession and saying things that he wasn't intending to say. And I really liked the uh, the performance where it seemed like he wasn't even aware that he had said it like it just it kind of came out um, and he just kind of tried to keep going. And it didn't even seem like he was like a, he didn't know that he was saying this terrible things <laughs> they yeah. just kind of s- slipped out and like almost like a his his tone of voice did change but like his mannerisms you could tell he was uncomfortable and kind of he did he you could tell that he knew something was wrong yeah but, but like he I, wasn't I, aware he doesn't exactly know yeah yeah and he's he's still kind of he's just trying to like get back on like track and he just he's like oh it's, just like Seems it's like he's distracted really, or something. It's a but. really subtle performance, and I I loved it. <laughs> yeah, and then then once it stops being subtle, like he's I like, love that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he's he's got spit flecking like yeah. out as he's as he's talking like, about like your hot bulging and his eyes are just wide and teeth gnashing. Yeah. yeah, and just, just the the shitting look he has on his face when he swallows that sock too. It was just like, you thought you were going to shut me up? Like, <laughs> I love socks. Delicious. I eat socks like you for breakfast. Yeah, that was, I uh, yeah, I was, like I said, if, if you hadn't brought it back up, I was going to, because I feel like we need to talk about that scene just a little bit more. Yeah. It's a little I, more shine on performance. I, I, I really like, too, that it's got, um like, even when, when May comes back and she's, like, basically he tells her like he tells may like i, I killed your son and he like, tells her off screen like you hear yeah. like the the sachetti's go into the other room and you come back and she's on her knees crying telling him that you know screaming at him that he's a liar that he didn't he's not telling the truth that that's that can't be you know so you don't get to hear what exactly said but you know what's said yeah and he and this is where she like you know at first she's just upset that it's happened but is is trying to like talk through it and he, and you know, as Dagmar tells her this, and now she's like assaulting him, and it kind of yeah, takes her a moment. Uh, yeah. It takes her a moment before she starts even saying like, until she's like in direct danger. Like, 
Jacob, I know you're still in there, like come out and there's just, there's nothing. (laughs) Well, to the point that he even like uh, Dagmar in his body slams his hand against the wall so hard that he visibly see his wrist break. Yes. (laughs) And it's just mocking them. (laughs) I, I, I love that bit. Um, I think for mood building the the, the scene in the restaurant and then the, like the follow up scene where where Dave just shoots the girl is that's a pretty big shift too. <laughs> yeah, that was a shift. I wrote that down. I was like, Fuck, this is a, we're doing something now because <laughs> it was it was before. It's like you know very much you walk into the, into the bar and everybody stops talking and the whole all heads turn and is like we don't like your kind around here that kind of yeah. vibe. And then to go from from that, like, you know, they had the whole awkward dinner and the conversation like, oh, you take us to all the nice all the nicest places sort of thing, uh, kind of lot laughing it off. But, you know, to go from that immediately to someone, no nonsense, just getting blown away as soon as they open the door. And yeah, uh, yeah it's it's a shift for sure. <laughs> and I, I like that dinner a lot, too, because like it's it's tense, but it also does like a decent amount of like the exposition there. It kind of builds up like May's psychic bonafides a little bit so right even, even if you're skeptical like paul or myself like you you buy into it in the story like oh she yeah. knows what she's talking about okay. uh, i will i will say i want to say one more thing um early on in this movie like in the first oh, i shouldn't say this i shouldn't tell you this in the first <laughs> 20 or so minutes uh, i'm just gonna give you more ammunition i'm not <laughs> okay I'm... i wrote down here saying i'm probably gonna hate this movie because the way that it seemed that it was going was going to be straight up like a, a haunted house where this this family was going to get tortured and you know killed by a force that they can't hope to contend with. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, I mean, did you think that there was like that? Because I mean, you do see because the repairman stuff happens pretty early on. You do see the Dagmar's pretty early on. <laughs> This did was you, before the repairman stuff. This was when okay. it was just the just the Chichetti Just the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Did, I, did, I really felt like it was going to be, you know, stuff is going to happen. Um, like maybe it happens more to the to one one of the, you know, one, either the husband more than the wife or the wife more than the husband. Probably the wife more than the husband, given how it started. Yeah. And it's kind of going to drive that, you know, the kind of the wedge between them. Like one of them's not going to believe the other one. It's, I just that sort of tension. Or were just, you having some some burnt offerings flashbacks? Like, oh no, oh no, 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 not that. Yeah. No, it, it's, I don't know. Just the, I don't know if I'm adequately describing where I'm coming I, from here. Just, I, I think I kind of get it. Like, they, like these very vulnerable people who are grieving, dealing with something that is outside yeah. of their and, imagining like it's right and some of the they they did nothing to deserve what's going to happen to them but this terrible thing's coming anyway and i don't know just i said this to my to my wife after i got done watching this i was like at the i, I was telling her you know early on this seemed like if it had gone the way i thought it was going to go because it de- it definitely took a twist into a, a direction i wasn't expecting it seemed like something i would very much have been interested in in like reading like a like a line by line description of the events that happen. Yeah. Uh, and like, and I could go through that and read and go, Oh, that's kind of spooky. Like that, that sort of shit. That, that just kind of gives me the chills. But like watching that stuff fleshed out and actually kind of happening in real time, you know, quote unquote, uh, I don't know something about the idea of 
ghosts attacking people. That sounds so stupid. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's. I mean, it's. I don't. I don't believe in ghosts, but I. I. I get terrified at ghost movies. Like it's. It's. It's an effective idea, and it's. It's. Like, have if you it's, ever? If it's done well, it's. It's terrifying. <laughs> have you ever? Have you heard of the the website the uh, SCP? I think so. Is that the one where it's like the kind of like the catalog of different? It's like, yes, like, it's like it's like a wiki where they. It you know it's a fictional uh, organization that you know, SCP Secure Contain Protect where they're basically like they're they're securing paranormal threats that they can secure, uh, containing them you know so they don't affect other people and protecting the rest of the world from these nasty things that they don't even have to be nasty things they just there's things that are beyond people ordinary people's comprehension right yeah uh, the way their their entries they're formatted very much like you know. It's a lot of like a government form, a lot of redacted information, you know, so you're just getting like bare bones. But like reading a story like this in that format yeah, would be enough to make me go, oh, shit. Yeah, this is some spooky shit. But watching it, like actually watching the story beat by beat, uh, I don't know. That's, a, that's another thing. Like that's a whole. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think my, my background is is literature. I read a lot of like horror books and stories. I think there's. There's there's different toolboxes in, in each one, and I think there's there's things that are much more effective in a visual format, and things that are much more effective in like a written format. And I I, I could see like being perfectly fine with like oh I could read a story about this or and not have that extra sense on. And I can also see kind of the like vice I think versa. I think that's what I'm trying to say here. It's like just reading about the events would be one thing and I'd be fine with, but seeing the events is another story. Yeah. It didn't play out the way that I had envisioned early on, but if it kept going the way I thought it was going to go and I can't even really articulate how that would play out. Um, yeah. That sort of thing would have been bothersome to me. I would have had a hard time watching it, I think. Got it. Oh, but, but, you know, that aside, I recommend the SCP Foundation to anybody who's interested in <laughs> stuff because there's some horror sci-fi. I think it's the quality is kind of all over the place. I think it's generally on the high side, but there are some real, real good things on there okay. that kept me up many a night. <laughs> the the other um, the, the last thing I kind of want to touch on a little bit in more detail, and we can maybe do more if you, you kind of had ideas too, was I did want to briefly uh, touch again on the, um, the death of, of May and Jacob's son and, uh, and his girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. Um, just cause I, I think that, you know, we'd seen somebody get hurt, but like, uh, Henry is the, um, is the first one who actually gets killed. And sure. It kind yeah. of, I, I think his death, you kind of expect, but, and we mentioned it there before, but like Danny actually gets out of the house. Yeah, see, and, home free. Yeah, and that's I, in a in a haunted house movie, like that's against the rules. Like you don't if you yeah, got I, out of the house. You're, I wrote that down. Done. I was like, oh shit, so the ghost can travel. <laughs> that's not that's not how this works. <laughs> so I, I I really appreciate that as kind of like an an idea of like oh the 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 gloves are kind of off. Like the what what you think you know isn't what you know, yeah. and and you you that, have the rule. You know what the rules are. <laughs> yeah, this is. This should have been a flag. The ref should have thrown it. <laughs> but I think it's 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 really uh, effective from that point of view. So um, I, I think uh, I, well, one more thing uh, about that, you know, you're you're right in saying, and, and I'm glad you pointed this out that the Sachets were never directly attacked by these people. Um, we have the electrician 
and then you know he's he's injured but not killed. Then we have the the son and his girlfriend who are horribly killed. Um, and then you know May and and Jacob get killed. So it is literally everyone but the Suchetis who get killed. I this is going to sound rough. Do you think that the electrician would have been assaulted if he weren't a black guy? <laughs> um. Because I'm, I'm being serious here. Um, I know it sounds kind of iffy, but you, we, I mean, think about it. You have the whole, um, you know, they they attack the son and the daughter, because uh, the son and his girlfriend because they were, you know, his, the boy and his harlot. They were fornicating in Dagmar's house. Yeah. Um, so that time period, you know, racism is very much a thing. Not that it's not now, but it's a little bit more of a severe thing back then, um, or at least more. Exp- Explicit? I don't know. I I sound like I'm digging myself a hole here. I, I don't mean to minimize racism. I'm just saying that it was a lot more dangerous. Now, now that it's been solved. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. It's... <laughs> but do do you think that that may have played a little bit into it? It's it's not something I'd really um, thought of before, but I think that's a that's that's kind of an interesting idea. I think especially as you like, because at first I I kind of thought you were going with like, oh, because it's a horror movie, like. The but, token black guy. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I I know that that because I remember from like the, the I did like a live tweet with some of the, the the folks behind this movie on this one. They were kind of talking about how that that part got added in later, like to to kind of pad the running time a little bit. And they, you know they liked it. They 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 enjoyed kind of how it came out, but it was right. um, not something that was like initially planned, and that that. I think that actor was even kind of like just like a local guy. So I don't know if they like wrote that specifically with that in mind or if it was just sort of a sure a, a happy coincidence that it that it was the case. Um it's not really commented on in the movie but like like you said it's um if if we already have Dagmar it fits the MO, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean anyone listening to this if you think I'm out of line on this understand that I felt really iffy about even bringing it up. Like it felt like maybe it was borderline. Maybe I'm reading too much into it and, and I'm not trying to be that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I totally get it, but I think it's, I think it's a valid question to ask too. Um, yeah, I, I, I wish I had a better answer. for you. (laughs) I just, it was just something that popped into my head, you know, and I, I had in my notes, I had initially noted down the token black thing, but when you mentioned the whole, uh, you know, the, the son and the the son and the daughter and the girlfriend, why do I call him daughter? Son and the girlfriend were attacked, you know, <laughs> probably expressly because they were, you know, getting ready to do the duty. Yeah, they're on the couch in, in Dagmar's house, you know, fornicating and the harlot and all that stuff. Like it just kind of struck a chord. Like you know, maybe there's a little bit of that. And you want to talk about the Lovecraft connection? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, now you're just putting this image in my head of like Dagmar, like in the other room, looking in, like she she don't got a ring on, she don't, she doesn't have a ring on. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go with like the Lovecraft connection as like a game show. Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh boy, we can't see the three ghosts. <laughs> Which one of our? Um, Which one will you choose? Are, are are you ready to kind of pull up into our into our categories? You yeah, think we're, we're, I think we can we can talk about 
um, did we make a sale and uh, and kind of move on to the end of this podcast? Let's, a let's, think, let, me, let me got... let me hand out a crispy first. I okay. um, I think we kind of talked a little uh, bit out around... of order, but I'll allow it. You know, you you gave me the business the last time I tried to make talk about the sale and not give the crispy. So I'm going to go back and listen through our episodes now. <laughs> you know what? If to me, it's whatever order I say it is. Okay. And this time, I felt like you were just getting too big for your britches last time. <laughs> and you're just trying to direct the podcast, and that's not your job. <laughs> um, so I, I, I got I to gotta give this crispy to Larry Fassenden. Uh, just, I mean, I, I enjoy the whole performance, but that, that seance scene is just... I, I'm in the, 100% in the, on board with you for this one. <laughs> in the spirit of the award. I <laughs> will say... Um, the runner-up for me is really um, Monty Markham as Dave McCabe. Yeah, yep, we're uh, we're <laughs> as well. Yeah, that's some next-level bullshit he was on. <laughs> I've never, never seen someone in any movie just berate a ghost like he was in Police. <laughs> it's I I have no words for it. It was just I I watched it and I was just laughing the whole time. Like, is this happening? <laughs> I, I, is he your I, shift lead? What's going on? <laughs> I really enjoy his performance too, because even even when he's being friendly, yeah. it is friendly with menace. <laughs> it, it, is, is. it is. You can you can feel the. I called him like just straight up creepy most of the time he was talking. He just he had a smile on his face, but it didn't seem real. He yeah. has a smile you need to be aware be wary of. <laughs> All right, so now, now, now that we've uh, we've talked through that, we've we've given uh, Mr. Fassenden his award. Uh, we're we're heading up onto this onto the sales floor. What are, are do you need to do you need to check out the this horse's teeth? Do you need to? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm gonna just say sold. I'd, okay. <laughs> one thing I will say is that a lot of the movies that we've watched that I have you know been on board for and have 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 bought so to speak um yeah. have been ones that i thought were a lot of fun um and yeah. i think this one falls in that category um i i don't know that you've really given me a whole lot that was challenging <laughs> outside of like um i think pulse maybe was a little bit um, yeah um and I, and I think that's a, a big thing where um especially when i talk to people about horror that that context is way more important than what you're actually seeing at least to me like i i can see dead alive and like i think that's just there's no teeth to it because it's so hilarious we've kind of talked about this right. before but it's like I, slapstick yeah and you, but slapstick. but but you see other movies and like it might just be that somebody is like tied down and they're about to get their finger broken and it's like yeah that's not worse than having your skin pulled off and like whatever but it's like if, but the, if it's that context, context matters, it feels yeah. real yeah. it's it's hard and i think the um i think there's a little bit of that here especially because there's there's some likable characters mm-hmm. that get off and have terrible things happen to them but i also think a lot of the most gory stuff it's these it's these town folks that are that are running in and you by that by that time in the movie you're like ooh, you jerk like yeah, yeah. get them <laughs> like i said this a lot of what we've watched so far has fallen into the um like it's more entertaining than frightening yeah and not that the stuff that's happening isn't you know terrible but it's and i think this one is um 
Yeah, it's not it's not as harrowing as something like Pulsar. Like as as it doesn't have as nihilistic as of a worldview yeah. as something like that. Which we'll we'll get into some stuff like that. Not not yeah, not as bad. I, I, I again I I've told you I'm I'm never gonna make you watch Cannibal Holocaust. I'm never gonna make you watch a Serbian film. I'm never right. gonna make you watch like August Underground. Like some of these like movies that get trotted out as like the worst. Yeah we might kind of skate next to that territory <laughs> yeah. at the risk of sound like a, like a real asshole. If later on we do watch this sort of stuff and I end up enjoying it, I yeah. feel like thus far, what you show me has been entertaining stuff. And I feel like that's the sort of horror movie that I can want. And if we go, like I said, you could show me something like that is on the other end of the spectrum. And it could be something that I really enjoy. I, I could, I can see myself possibly that, but it feels like if well, it's not fun. I'm probably not going to be as awful. Yeah, I'll, I'll even say for me because a, a lot of that stuff isn't necessarily always the thing I'm seeking out or my favorite. I, I if I'm just sitting down, I, I'm I'm watching horror probably when I watch movies like four to five times. But I'm I'm generally seeking out something I think is going to be like in this range. If yeah. I'm watching something like that, it's it's sort of an uphill climb for me. Like right. I, I I love some movies that touch on some real dark stuff, yeah. but I also, I, I have to be in the mood for it. And I also don't think, you know, it, it's not, it's, it, it's, it's a tough road for them to hoe to get me on board. <laughs> like, I, I feel like if nothing else doing this podcast has kind of shown me that there is a lane in the horror genre that I can enjoy, that I can well, be a part of. But that's, 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 I'm glad to hear that. Um, so uh, speaking of like super challenging, crazy horror you want to hear about what we're doing for for next time right this is uh, uh, lay it on me i can't wait <laughs> well I, i'm gonna tell you about it but i'll again i'll, I'll give a i'll give a little peek behind the curtain here I, I gave you a choice i gave you a choice of um you did four four franchises that we You're haven't touched spoiling yet. it <laughs> our, our audience doesn't need this well but uh i i i will i will say do you want do you want to reveal which one you chose and i'll and i'll, I'll say the movie um, no, I'm not going to take this away from you. You dug okay. this hole. Get out of it. <laughs> Dig up. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, of the choices that were presented, uh, you chose a, a, a Chucky movie, a child's play movie. Um, so we are, I think this is a series, uh, that I, I do want to start with, with the first one. Um, it is, it's streaming now on Netflix, the, the original. Um, yeah. Um, so one thing I, I will say about this, we'll kind of get into this with a little bit more detail. And part of why I, I think this is a really cool series is that sort of like with Phantasm, this is one that from start to be to to end has had somebody at the wheel the whole time. Um, the the co-creator of, of Chucky in the original Child's Play, Don Mancini, other than the reboot, has has been involved with every single thing involving Chucky. So I think it's a it's a series that's that like phantasm kind of has that um personal touch and kind of sense of ownership to it a little bit and mm -hmm. even when it goes way out and it, it it i think you had mentioned you've seen one of these you've seen bride of, bride of chucky and that's when it starts kind of going crazy um yeah. it's it's well, i shouldn't say starts going it and goes, i will say that i really enjoyed bride of chucky <laughs> yes it goes crazy in a different way but they always keep if they introduce some dumb bullshit in child's play too if if they want to 
like introduce something in Child's Play 7 that like contradicts that, they're going to talk about it. <laughs> they're going to walk you through it. Um, and I, I, not just I, gonna I be stupid bullshit for stupid bullshit. So <laughs> there's going to have yeah. to be some continuity talk. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I love this series for that. And we're going to start with the first one. I, I, again, I say that, that Bride of Chucky, it goes crazy. It starts crazy. The original Child's Play. The is... premise of the movie is crazy. <laughs> you can, I mean, you can't not be crazy when your idea is voodoo trapping a serial killer's spirit in a Child's Play thing. <laughs> and and uh, I'll, I'll get into this stuff and in in, I'm about to blow some quality content. For our next episode. So we'll, right. we'll tune, tune right. in next time on that. Okay. So, um, yeah, do we want to do our, our business side and then yeah, wrap it all up? hit the business. We can wrap it up. I think we've, we've talked about as much as we're going to. Yeah. We can keep going. I'm sure there's still more we could talk about, but we're <laughs> in the ballpark of where we want to be for the length. So let's I, I, it out. Yeah. Um, so Twitter is uh, at Screen Selling. Uh, hit us up there. Um, our Facebook group uh, is just Selling the Scream on Facebook. Reach out to us. We can invite you in. And uh, our, our email is over at um, SellingTheScream at Gmail. Um, we do ask you, once again, if you've enjoyed anything that you've listened to, to uh, please uh, rate and review us on iTunes. It is, it's it's kind of our, our only way to get... Um, new listeners right now the most effective promotion we have is is you saying what you enjoyed or you know if you um if you did not enjoy it um the really the best people to tell that is uh you 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 tell your cat and your cat will eventually get it to, to apple um tell it real loud just scream at it just um yeah. how much you how much you hated our show and eventually it'll 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 get to apple i so. will say that i think uh I think something must be working in our favor because I noticed the other day that if you're on the Anchor app and you search selling the, we're the top option. Oh, it used to be selling the screen with the A yeah. until it would get to us. And now. <laughs> yeah. So moving up. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that's that's been our show. Join us next time for Child's Play. It's a it's a real fun one. I'm looking forward to it. See you next time. Yeah. Yep. Bye. Bye bye. Oh, thank you.